Hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, along with my wonderful wife, Janet, and Happy New Year to everyone. Um, I am super excited to start this new year out fresh, as always. Hope everybody has resolutions and can stick to them and they're realistic. Um, today, I'm excited to have Dr. Tanya Escobedo on our podcast. She is going to be talking about the importance of testosterone for men and women. Yes, women need testosterone also, just not as much as men. So without further ado, Dr. Escobedo, welcome to our show. Good morning, Dr. Escobedo morning. here. With uh, Geometric Health, I specialize in hormones for men and women, doing a lot of testosterone replacement therapy for men and for women, going through menopause and andropause. I just love, love hormones. That's my thing. So thank you for having me today. You're welcome. Thank you for being on. And yeah, um, Jan and I, mostly that's all we do now is compound hormones for doctors like yourself. And it's very rewarding because it is life-changing for sure. There's so many things that can be fixed with hormones and not just treating symptoms, but fixing problems. So we'll get into a little bit of that today. Yeah, absolutely. I find it really rewarding myself too. I have a lot of colleagues that do different things in their field and um, you know, one thing I do notice is when, when we get people's hormones balanced and we get them on track with something, they just feel so much better and you notice the difference really quickly. So it's it's uh, really great for, for me as a doctor and for my clients as well when they have that experience that kind of, you know, enhances their, their, the quality of life almost right away, especially when women or men are going through menopause or andropause, you know, and the hormones just drop so drastically. Um, when you get those back up into the healthy range, they just feel so much better. It's it's every patient that comes in says, you know, just it changed my life when I get on hormones and they get balanced properly. Absolutely. And let's go ahead and start with women since you were talking about it. So let's talk about women and testosterone. Um, I think it's a little better than it used to be many years ago. But, you know, there are some people that still, you know, erroneously think that women don't need testosterone. So tell us the truth, Dr. Escobedo. Yeah, I mean, men and women, you know, we're just, it's the balance between the masculine and feminine, right? We don't want to be all one or all the other. It's just nice to have a nice balance between the two. And that testosterone is that, is that vitality. It's that life force. It's that allows us to have the confidence to move through the world and build muscle and, and have strong bones and, and have that libido and um, just be able to stand strong and confident in our lives, right? And it's it's so and so that's super important for for us as women, right? We have this soft side, this mother side, this part of ourselves that's very very feminine. But when we can balance that with the with the masculine, with the testosterone, it can really help improve our mood. It can help improve our vitality, our strength, our libido, our sleep. Um, yeah, it's just it's such a great it's such a great hormone. You know, it has so many positive benefits. Uh, for both men and women. So just a matter of finding that healthy balance there. Absolutely. Janet, what do you have to add to this conversation? I know you have um, right. educate women all the time about testosterone and the importance of it. Right. So I think a lot of times, and Dr. Espito, you probably see this too, that we hit menopause and there's so many things changing, you know, physically, mentally, um, and in relationships. And um, one of the things that I think that is really hard for women is uh, the libido issue because it's not something that we talk about to our primary. And I think also sometimes primaries, especially in Western medicine, it's like, oh, it's just part of life. Um, so what do you have to speak to that? I mean, what, what kind of things are you seeing with your patients and how you see that that's helping them? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, 
you know, it's not really brought up that much in 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 the, in the primary healthcare um, realm, and it's unfortunate because a lot of women, when they go through these transitions, they go in to see the regular doctors, and then they're just prescribed antidepressants, and you know, or they're told that they're depressed, or you know, and it's just like there's so much more to it than that. I mean, sure, having a lot of testosterone and a little other hormones can certainly they contribute a huge piece to your mood, and for women, a libido is so complex. You know, it's 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 our connections to our, our ourselves, our own sexuality. It's connections to our partners. It's that that mental piece. It's it's stress. You know, it's it's this all the energy that we put out every day for our families and taking care of everyone else. You know, and and testosterone. I always tell women it's it's the main hormone that drives our libido, but it's it's more than that, right? We also have to we have to approach it holistically, like we would approach hormones are just so interconnected right so it's also looking at the stress piece and our connection with ourselves and our family and our partners um but when testosterone comes online and get that um the the free testosterone up and women are starting to feel really balanced it can really help with libido and help with um that that like said that vitality that like desire to just have that push so we mentioned a little bit about how testosterone can help treat or prevent depression and we see it all the time you know or, or or often in you know women that are menopausal and all of a sudden you know they're depressed and you know their primary care doctor will put them on an antidepressant like Prozac or Zoloft or, or name one when in reality yeah. you know it's a, it can be a hormone imbalance um so we talked about that a little bit, but what about the bone density? You talked about testosterone and bone density. I, I love this one and it gets forgotten about so much. So will you hit on that a little bit more? Yeah, testosterone is is really important for helping to build bone. And when women go through that transition, when we go through menopause, we stop making estrogen. So estrogen is important for bone health because it prevents bone breakdown. But testosterone helps with building the bone. So it helps with the strengthening piece. And also with, you know, when, when it helps, it's, it's an anabolic steroid. So it helps us to build. Anabolic means to build, right? Build muscle, build bone, just to kind of build strength. Um, and, and also by building muscle strength, it allows us to feel stronger. And if we're exercising and working out, we're building muscle and that helping to stimulate bone production and helping with stability. And that has such a huge role in longevity, right? If we can maintain muscle and maintain bone as we age, then that really helps us to live a longer, healthier life, right? We don't want to just live long. We want to live healthy. We want to live a long, healthy life, right? Where we have good stability, mobility, and strength. Yeah, Jen, I know you have a strong opinion about testosterone and bone health, please. I do. So I am not in favor of some of the traditional pharmaceuticals that are being thrown at women. And you probably know exactly what I'm bringing up. Um, I really, as a pharmacist, have some drugs that I would rather not be in my toolbox. And I don't like uh, like Fosamax and that whole group. Can you speak to that a little bit about... um, your opinion about how you feel about some of those um, drugs that we're using to help women in osteoporosis or prevention? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like this, like the pros and the cons, right? I mean, how much benefit are you getting out of it versus the cost and the, and the side effects and the negative effects on the body? Um, and we know that you know, when it comes to building bone, some of the most effective tools for helping to build bone is 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 um, you know, loading weight onto the bone. So something like an osteostrong or resistance training. So helping to really stimulate the bones and building. And so, um, 
you know, there's so many other ways getting the, getting, getting the nutrients in, getting the hormones balanced, the testosterone and the estrogen and getting, you know, that strength piece in and, and putting all those pieces together is going to have a much bigger impact on your long-term bone health um, than it is just taking one of these medications that has a laundry list of side effects and is so bad for your health. So, Well, I think what's interesting too, there's like that I know of off the top of my head, the biphosphonates, and there's like two more classes like Forteo and things like that um, for those um, bone density drugs for osteoporosis. Um, one thing that they all have in common is they are indicated for postmenopausal women. Well, it's like the bingo light goes on. They're all indicated for postmenopausal women. What do postmenopausal women lack? Yeah. They lack hormones. I mean, so why don't we fix the problem instead of just treating the symptom of bone loss? Why don't we fix the problem about why they're losing bone and not building new bone and balance their hormones? That to me just is rational thinking. Yeah, absolutely. And the analogy I like to give about testosterone for bone building for women is this. Um, men get osteoporosis also. But usually, it's it's a little bit later than 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 women usually. Partly because men start out with stronger bones um, because of more testosterone. But um, women or men get osteoporosis also. But it's not from lack of estrogen; it's from lack of testosterone. So that's one of the things you know we're taught in school all the time about how important estrogen is for bone loss. And yes, it is important. But we have to remember that testosterone, like you said, Doctor Escobedo, is the bone building hormone. It works in women just like it works in men. So we cannot forget about that when it comes to bone building um, benefits of, of, of hormones. Yeah. Um, so what else would you, when you talk to your um, women about testosterone, what are some other thing, benefits that you tell them about? Yeah, it's, I think it's that piece of, of becoming more you know, along with the adrenal support is becoming more resilient. So being able to feel more confident, being able to be more decisive, less complacent, you know, being able to just kind of step up, feel like you can really step up in your life and, and move through with more, feeling more solid. You know, it's, it's not like taking, um, you know, where you might take a pain medication and right away you feel this difference, but this overall effect of testosterone is this overall feeling of, feeling more confident, more decisive, more solid within your life, being able to handle more stuff that comes at you. So, you know, as we, as women, you know, and, and mothers are working full time and having all these things on our plate, we tend to get really worn down. And as we get worn down and then we go through menopause and all this stuff changes, um, we, we can tend to feel really overwhelmed easily, you know, as a, that adrenal system wears out. And when the adrenals wear out, it just drags down our testosterone. So, you know, by rebuilding those systems together can really help us to feel more resilient and feel like we can just kind of handle what's coming on in our life more easily. So stuff just rolls off our back more easily rather than kind of overwhelming us and dragging us down. Absolutely. Yeah. So it looks like, Steph, is it true? We have some comments or questions. Is that true? Let's go ahead and, and stream those so we can answer, answer those online. So Cynthia Bailey, thank you for the question. Um, I take the terror supplements. Um, bone nutrients, phytoestrogens, good for you. Um, and that's, that's not a bad thing, although testosterone or hormones in general do have a lot of benefits along with the supplements. So um, don't forget about your hormones. There's a second one, second question, or is it just comment? 
Cynthia, your thoughts on this. So Jan, I'll let you answer that question. What about supplements for bone um, and what we're talking about? So I think this is a, a question that probably uh, Dr. Uh, Escobedo gets to. And, and, and hormones are a piece of the puzzle as well as nutrients. They play a role together. They are, they are part of the puzzle. You can't ignore one and just focus on the other. It makes absolutely no sense. As, as, a, as a biological human being, we need nutrients as well as hormones to have the function that we need to build new bone and keep uh, healthy bone cells. And so I, you can't discount either one of them. They both play an essential role. So what are some important nutrients for bone health? Vitamin D is important. Calcium is important. Magnesium is important. Phosphorus is important. Dr. Escobedo, you're an expert on this. Help yeah, bor- boron would be in there. Boron. And um, some of the other trace minerals are important. Yeah. And one of the things that I really tell people is, you know, vitamin D is such a popular supplement these days because of, of COVID and, and its important role that it has on, on our immune system. But um, vitamin D helps with absorption of calcium, which is amazing. But then vitamin K helps to get that calcium out of the blood and into the bones where you want it, right? We don't want a bunch of calcium building up in our arteries. We really want to move it out of the blood and get it into the bones. So whenever we're taking our vitamin D, we want to make sure we're taking with K as well. So vitamin K is such an important supplement. So good quality bone building supplement will include, if it includes vitamin D, it will also include vitamin K along with some trace minerals and the calcium. And vitamin K2, not K1, correct? That's right. K2. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just wanted to, it's kind of like vitamin D. We say vitamin D and, and we really should probably be more specific and say vitamin D3. Um, but because uh, it is the more active form other than vitamin D2. So, um, but it is easy to say just vitamin D and vitamin K. And you're right. If you get a vitamin D supplement, it will have K in it and it'll probably be K2. So um, thank you for that, Dr. Escobedo. So what about for men? Um, when men, we think about testosterone, but not only vitality, we think about lean body mass. Um, tell us about the importance of maintaining, you, you hit on it a little bit, but the importance of maintaining lean body mass as we age and, and preventing sarcopenia, um, which is a real, a real problem. So tell us about that. Yeah, so sarcopenia is basically losing muscle, right? Not having enough muscle in the body. And testosterone is such, and it's, like I said, it's anabolic. So it helps, really helps with building muscle and building bone. Um, however, you know, I always tell guys, it's like when you take testosterone, it's kind of like putting money in the bank. So it's like you got the money in the bank, but if you want to get it out and spend it you need to go to the gym and you need to you need to work out and exercise and you need to eat healthy so when you're getting enough protein you're getting healthy nutrients and you're going to the gym and exercising then you're taking that testosterone and you're really getting a maximum benefit from it and what i see when guys start testosterone they'll um if they start testosterone they're eating right and they're exercising they will start to build muscle fairly quickly especially like the shoulders and chest and then they'll start to burn fat around the waistline so the waistline starts to come down and the muscle mass comes up and we know that um you know, the waist circumference is directly related to cardiovascular health. So the more like kind of beer belly or belly that we have around the waistline, there's it's increased, um, there, more like increased insulin resistance and, and inflammation and estrogen and other things that for men, that's not necessarily very good for them. So it's important to kind of try to get that waistline to come down and, and start to build more muscle in the body and testosterone. Just, I mean, it's just fuel for that, you know, it works so good. I have so many guys that come in and they were at the gym and they're working out and they're just killing themselves and they're just not building any muscle. And they come in and we check their testosterone levels and they're just 
you know, they're in, they're on the floor. And we got the testosterone online and all of a sudden they just, all that work they've been doing starts to pay off and they start to feel so much better. So it's such an important, uh, it's like the most important hormone for building muscle. Yeah. And, you know, you can, as you, as, as you've seen enough patients or, or people in general, even if they're not patients, you can see it when um, somebody is, is lacking testosterone and you'll see it you know, a guy that's been fit and, you know, and probably lean his entire life. And then all of a sudden he gets to be 45 or 50 years old. And he's just got that, that fat around the middle. That's, that's all of a sudden just building up. And that's one thing that testosterone helps to do mm-hmm. is decrease that fat around the middle and maintain, um, um, more lean body mass. And you, so you can just see it by looking at guys, um, as some guys age. Yeah, and, and the other thing that tends to happen is sort of like the opposite to women, right? I mean, women, as we as we go through menopause, their estrogen drops. And for men, it's like their testosterone drops, but then the amount of estrogen they make actually goes up relative to their testosterone that they're, 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 that they're making. And so it's really important for men to have, you know, we want to have a healthy amount of testosterone, and we want to have a healthy amount of estrogen relative to that. But as they age, it's like the balance kind of gets tipped, right? And then you start to see right. some more, you know, they tend to get a little more sensitive or weepy. Sometimes you'll see like the gynecomastia or man boobs will start to develop and you get more belly fat and it's harder on their cardiovascular health and their prostate and all these other things, right? So by taking and tipping that balance back and testosterone up and bringing that estrogen down and getting a nice healthy ratio there, then it makes it a lot easier for their erections and for their muscles and for their their, their libido and all that stuff to kind of get tipped back. And and it's, you know, good for their cardiovascular health to get that nice good ratio there between the estrogen and the testosterone. Right. Well, let's talk about testosterone cardiovascular health. Um, there's a black box warning in, in testosterone injections and in androgel. Um, the FDA had um, drug companies put that in there because testosterone causes heart attacks, right? So tell us about that. What are your thoughts about that? And I have a very strong opinion about it, but I'll let you go first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the overall effect of testosterone on our cardiovascular health is positive. Right? It's like if we go through each individual thing, you know, there's a lot, there's some areas that are a little you know, they, they say with the lipids, in some cases, you see the lipids go up, in some cases, you see the lipids go down. But overall, like, the effects that testosterone has on our cardiovascular health is very positive, right? You're, you're, you're burning fat, you're lowering your body mass index, you're improving, you're reducing blood sugar, you're reducing your overall, I tip, what I typically see is a cholesterol profile will improve. Um, and that's a whole other rabbit hole I, I won't go down right now. Exactly. We, cholesterol we rabbit hole, about but- that. Yeah, we just talked about that last week with Dr. Malcolm Kendrick. It's a very yeah. interesting thing about cholesterol and, and cardiovascular disease. And you're right. We could talk yeah. about that for a long time. Yeah, but the, the, the important takeaway is we don't really care about cholesterol as much as we thought, right? We care about the markers that are actually going to have a long-term impact on lowering your risk for cardiovascular disease. And those big ones is like inflammation, blood sugar, waist circumference. You know, those are the, those, those are, those are the big ones. And when you, with testosterone, you see those things improve right it's anti-inflammatory it brings down inflammation it helps to build muscle and boost up the metabolism it brings down your blood sugars you know assuming you're doing the you're not just eating crap and doing all other stuff you got to be like like i said eating healthy and exercising but it's very synergistic and the overall effect on the cardiovascular health is very positive well one of the things that i say when we we when that study came out about, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago about testosterone causing heart attacks in older men, I mean, it makes no sense. And this is, this is the analogy I use. If, if high testosterone caused heart attacks or higher testosterone, then that means 19-year-old men would be dying from heart attacks 
and they don't because that's when their testosterone is the highest. So association does not prove causation. That's the, and that's one thing you can take away from that study. Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing that is important and I do tell all of my patients is when you're taking testosterone, especially injections, um, it will cause your blood to get thicker. So the blood will get thicker. And when that hemoglobin goes up, then there, there could be an increased risk for having clots and strokes. So I always tell my guys, if you're going to be taking testosterone, you got to keep that hemoglobin within the healthy range just to eliminate that risk. Um, and maybe having thicker blood isn't, you know, I mean, I'm not 100% sure how they say 50% of people who've had strokes have thicker blood, but that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone who has thick blood is having strokes. But if you take thick blood and you add on top of that inflammation, then that's really, you know, you know, a red flag. So it's, it's, it's keeping that inflammation down and making sure that the blood's not getting too thick. And, and in terms of cardiovascular health, that's the one thing that I do always try to stay on top of and make sure that guys are aware of that risk. Um, yeah. Well, and we, we had an entire podcast um, dedicated to testosterone and cardiovascular risk from Dr. Neil Rosier, oh, about a year ago, actually. And he he talked about the, you know, the increased hematic, uh, hematocrit and hemoglobin um, and the risk. And he, and he used some good analogies, too. So if anybody wants more information on that, um, you know, please refer back to that or message us on, on um, any of our social media platforms and, and we'll... We'll share that with you because, you know, there's, I think what you said, Dr. Escobedo is, is, is the most correct is that it's not just the thick blood. It's, it's inflammation because, you know, people that live at altitude, you know, if you live at 10,000 feet, which if you live in Breckenridge, Colorado, you're, you're, your body's going to compensate and you're going to have a high hematocrit so you can carry more oxygen. But that doesn't mean you're at risk for a heart attack just because of that. Yeah. You know, or if you're a COPD or if you're a COPD or, and cause you don't, you know, your, your lungs don't work really well, your body compensates by carrying more oxygen with more, um, with more iron. So you have more, you have a higher hematocrit, same thing. They don't necessarily, because of that, have a high increased risk of cardiovascular accidents. So, so it's not just the H and H, but yes, it is something you have to definitely monitor. Janet, you had a comment, question? Well, I, I do because, um, you know, and I just want to reiterate this, and I'm hearing Dr. Escobedo say this and, and Sean say this, and, and I've said it too, but, you know, these are tools. And so if we're going to keep our overall health in check, we have to look at what we're measuring too and, and to stay on track. And so one of the clients I spoke to today, I said, you know, the endpoint result is what we're really looking at. So we're using hormones to get there. We're using exercise to get there. We're using nutrients to get there. So we're not telling you that one one thing is going to do it all. But we do know that, you know, with our lifestyle and how we eat in our country and how we live our life, that we are very inflamed. So anything that we can do to bring that inflammation down, like the doctor saying, is to decrease our our waist circumference, um, you know, and, and put on more lean muscle is going to get us to that outcome that we're looking for. Um, so, you know, we have to take the tools and keep them in perspective and safely. Um, you know, we, we've been talking with our kids about the liver king thing that's been going on. And, you know, we're not talking extreme. We're talking levels that are uh, biologically safe. 
for us under the the um, direction of a provider that's looking at the whole entire picture, not just one thing. And if you have somebody that's prescribing it and they're not paying attention to your lifestyle, your nutrients, your exercise, all that, I, I the end result is not going to be as good. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's so important to look at all these pieces, you know, and that's why when, you know, I do testing and when I check in with my clients, I'm really asking them about their diet, their exercise, their nutrients. I'm looking at their B12 levels and their folate levels and their vitamin D levels and their inflammation and their thyroid. And, you know, our hormones are so interconnected. They're just like a symphony. They all work together and they all rely on each other. So it's like, you know, we can just put in tons of testosterone and get them feeling you feel great but that doesn't it can mask other issues like low thyroid or low adrenals or you know and people aren't going to feel as good on it if they have a ton of inflammation or their diet's not good or their you know their their b12 is really low so and if it's really important to kind of look at all these pieces and bring it together so people can really feel good well i had a good doctor once say that testosterone is like the if you're using an analogy build a house you know, and you're wanting to build muscle. So testosterone's like the contractor and um, the, the contractor has to tell things where to go. And if you don't have enough protein, for instance, you can't build more muscle mass, even though it's like a house. If you don't have enough wood, doesn't matter if the contractor's there. If there's not enough wood, you can't do it. So you need those nutrients so you can build muscle mass. Um, and if you're not if you're not fueling your body appropriately, then you know you're not going to get as good a benefit as you could. Yeah, that's right. Build muscle, make energy. You know, be sharp, think clear, be on point. Yeah, right. Sleep good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Sleep is the most important of all of those, probably because that's when mm-hmm. we recover and that's when we get stronger. Actually, that's when we actually build the most muscle. So yeah, we make a lot of hormones in our sleep too, right? Make a lot of growth right. hormone, reset all of our satiety hormones. Yeah, a lot of hormones in our whole rhythm resets in our sleep. And that's why a lot of guys that I see, you know, they they come in and they've been working shift work um, for years, right? And even yeah. though they are still young and should have good healthy levels of testosterone, years of, of high-stress job and working shifts, it's like just their testosterone levels just tank because those rhythms get so messed up. Absolutely. So do we have some more questions from Cynthia, uh, Steph? Or mostly comments, something we got to ask her, cellular vitality, food nutrients complex, other information. Thank you all. Any any other questions? Thank you, Cynthia, for watching and commenting. Um, let's just make sure we answer all of her questions. 59 years old. What should my... I'll let you go with this, Dr. Escobedo. 59 years and 125 to 130. What should my body mass be? I'm reading that. Am I reading that correct? Well, I'm guessing BMI. Yeah. See, I don't really put a lot of weight into body mass index because I I don't either. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we're all built differently. So what I ask men and women is what feels like a healthy weight for you. So what's a weight that you're able to maintain without killing yourself and feels good for you. So, um, you know, and that's pro- a lot of times it's higher than what the body mass index should be for that person. Because the other thing is our bodies change as we go through all these different phases in our life. We have kids, we go through menopause, we go through andropause, you know, we retire, our bodies change. And um, so our expectations around what that looks like also changes. So, you know, I, it's, it's totally, um, every person is different. Yeah, I agree. And I don't really like BMI, body mass index, where you base your weight on your height solely. Um, What I like to say better is 
um, body composition? What's your mm-hmm. ideal body composition? Because, yeah. you know, let's face it, it, it's it's fat that's dangerous. I mean, we, yeah. we can't live without fat, but too much fat is what's dangerous. So, yeah. and if you have more lean body mass, your BMI might actually be higher. So mm-hmm. um, I think what's important is, is ideal body composition. So, yeah. Um, so as we wrap this podcast up, Dr. Escobedo, I want to ask you, what do you have a passion for? I have a passion for hormones. I love, love, love hormones. I love helping people. Um, I love helping people with low testosterone, like especially through those transitions in life, you know, menopause, andropause, when those hormones make that big change and they end up at the regular doctors and they're trying to prescribe sleep medications and antidepressants. And it's like, hey, just get your darn hormones checked. And <laughs> right. And <laughs> you're going to sleep better. Simple. You're moving better. Yeah. You're going to feel so much better. So, um, yeah. I, um, it's amazing the amount of drugs that are prescribed, traditional yeah. drugs that are prescribed that could be prevented if you just balance somebody's hormones. Yeah, totally. Blood pressure, antidepressants, cholesterol medications, you know, yeah, all so right, many things. Right. Yeah. It goes on and on. Diabetes yeah. medications, yeah. Um, oh, medications yeah. for erectile dysfunction. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, and it's just a hormone issue. So, yeah, totally. As we wrap this up, Dr. Escobedo, tell us how patients can get a hold of you. Yeah, so definitely checking my website out at drtaniaescobedo.com or info at geometrichealth.com um, is, or info-geometrichealth is, is a good spot. I'm on Instagram as well at Dr. Tanya E. Um, and I have a Facebook page, but just calling my office is also great, 650-271-9453. And uh, working with, I have a great team of staff that will people answer the questions and get them scheduled if they're looking to or get their blood testing done if they're looking at getting some getting their hormone levels checked it's pretty affordable really to to come in and get your 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 labs done and get get them checked just if you're curious and you can't get your regular doctor to order the test for you it really is and i want to thank you for doing what you do and um, balancing people's hormones and making people feel better and changing their lives i love working with doctors like yourself that are you know worry that are concerned about people's overall health and wellness so you you help us realize our goal which is to educate and empower patients to take charge of their own health so thank you for doing that dr escamedo great yeah it's been a pleasure working with you as well sean super grateful you guys are there and doing the work you're doing so Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, listeners and viewers, for tuning in today. And we'd like you to tune in Thursday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time when we will have uh, Teresa Allison on. She is a physical therapist, and she is going to be talking about um, pediatric physical therapy, some special treatment in that. I'm going to learn just as much as you guys are or more. So tune in for that. As always, our regular our midweek podcast, 8 to 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, right here on Facebook, on YouTube, and on LinkedIn and Twitter. So don't miss out. Um, please comment. Please follow. Subscribe. Let us know what else you'd like to hear. And you've been tuning into Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you. <laughs>